Singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist from Cornerbrook in Newfoundland, with Darling You Look Great from his debut album Sweltering Sun, which blends together traditional country and bluegrass music with some tongue-in-cheek humor and stories inspired by life in Newfoundland and beyond. Now you may not recognize the name Old Billy Bob Boy, but as Bill Sims, he's performed an upright bass with a number of folk musicians, including Rain Hamilton, Abigail Lapelle. Piper Hayes, Sean William Clark, and Sarah Beatty. And now he's stepping out on his own. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome old Billy Bob Boy to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I gotta say, that name's quite the tongue twister. <laughs> yes, I've, uh, I've heard that from a few people now. <laughs> but the neat thing, and you know, when you actually started, you know, a career as you know, a different persona from obviously when you're playing as a side player with other people. It actually is important to have a name that's memorable, and you've definitely nailed that. So, you know, with this debut album, right out the blocks, you got a, a big success with picking that name. Is that a nickname from when you were a kid? 
Uh, sort of. So that began as a persona, just uh, me kind of drawing caricatures of myself uh, as a cowboy, <laughs> we'll say, and calling myself Old Billy Bob Boy. And uh, that kind of progressed until years later. Now it's a kind of a real thing. So do I, I mean, do people around Cornerbrook and other places? So, you know, Hey, Billy Bob, is that, is that what they, they, they no, do? That's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of new, really. I, there's a couple of people that would know uh, that name again from just, just me drawing pictures. And, uh, and then I, I also recorded a, a song when I was in high school under that name that's long since vanished, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a new new thing and uh one interesting thing is that usually uh, as you said i go by bill sims when i was younger i used to go by billy but now people are starting to call me billy again a little bit but uh, yeah. yeah yeah so either way is fine so with, with a, a persona for your music you know when you're playing your original stuff and you know you're not the side player you you have the spot in the limelight does it feel like a different persona when you're on stage you know i mean you're playing you know traditional country and bluegrass and and to be honest i mean i just love those words traditional and country together because you know the version of country music that's out there now really isn't um, very much yeah so, that's uh, that's an important thing i've tried to <laughs> try to let people know yeah so do, does it feel different when you step up on stage as uh, old billy bob um, that's something that I definitely have thought about and I'm kind of still, uh, still developing, I think, but I, cause I've, I have performed some of these songs under just my own name, Bill Sims before. And, uh, when I recorded this album, I was thinking, you know, these, this is kind of, um, you know, this music I think is sort of character music in a way. So I, uh, I just thought about that and between, between the being a character and then also, um, yeah, also just developing from from when I was younger and kind of differentiating from some of the other projects that I do. That seemed to be a right choice to make. Yeah, actually, I, I have to say, I kind of like the idea of having this separate persona because it's, I think it, it, and it probably makes it a whole lot easier from your point of view. You're not just, you know, Bill Sims that people expect to see with a stand-up bass. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, even as far as my writing goes, I write different styles of music sometimes. So this is kind of that uh, that traditional country kind of in one place kind of thing, uh, rather than some of the some of the other things that I've done. Let's talk a little bit about how you got started in music, because you are a multi-instrumentalist. What was the instrument you started with? So I started with guitar, and then I kind of, there was a mandolin around my house, so I played that a little bit. Started playing electric bass uh, when there was nobody else playing electric bass, and uh, and then moved into playing upright bass. So that's that's my main instruments, and uh, I've kind of dabbled with an, a few other things, but that's the that's the main ones. But there was always that old joke about you know being stuck being the bass guitarist because that was the only <laughs> instrument left in a band. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, there was. Uh, one of my friends had a had a bass guitar and you know we used to kind of leave our instruments around at other people's houses first when we were playing so uh so i learned a couple things on that and again nobody nobody was playing you know we i think it's pretty common to have uh, a band with three guitars and and no no bass and sometimes no drums or something so uh so that's kind of one of the reasons why i kind of went towards the bass guitar 
I mean, I played in lots of kind of rock bands and heavy music and different kind of stuff like that. But then I started accompanying some folk singers and that kind of thing and really wanted to get into the upright bass because of that. Did that really open doors for you? I mean, we mentioned, you know, some of my favorite people that you've played with, Rain Hamilton, Abigail, Piper, Sean, Sarah. Um, yeah, I've been so lucky to play with those uh, those people and just, just have those experience uh, experiences and through the folk conferences and stuff. Kind of interesting because I was doing a lot of, uh, I was doing some of my own, own work and then also accompanying people uh, when I was in college. And then I went to jazz school for four years and kind of stopped doing that and just kind of focused on playing jazz and getting better on the instrument. Yeah, so I didn't really do a lot of performing outside of uh, jazz standards kind of for, for four years. And then when I, when I got out of that, started making a few connections and, uh, and performing as a side person. And then I've, I've, I mean, I've always kind of done some solo performing as well, but just kind of trying to do a little more of that these days. So where did the interest in traditional country and bluegrass come from? Is, is, was that a family thing? That's a very, uh, very good question because growing up, uh, especially I would say when I was in uh, grade eight or so, like especially first when I started playing music around that time, if you ask me, I would say I like all music except for rap and country, which are two of my biggest, or I don't know the biggest, but uh, I mean, country is a huge thing for me now. And I do love rap music and that kind of thing as well. I think it's just a matter of fun and what you like within the genre really. But, but yeah, so I, I was playing a lot of rock music and that type of thing. Got into a kind of a bar cover band with a friend of mine here in Newfoundland. So he introduced me to a lot of country songs. And again, I was just kind of being a side musician and playing whatever needed to be played, but I really got into some country music through that. And I also started playing, uh, playing bass in the Stephenville theater festival here in newfoundland they're known for a country show that they do every year where they'll do um it kind of, i mean it kind of kind of varies really but uh they just do like a real kind of legitimate country review show um and the people of the town just just love it and really can't wait to come out each year so that really got me uh got me into it and then also my my grandparents were were really into country music but as i say i've grown up i didn't appreciate it but now i i do have a have a good appreciation for that we started off with darling you look great uh second track on the album there's 12 tracks on the album this song's pretty interesting because it's got a wonderful guest vocalist on here as well yeah. mallory johnson and she does a good job and she really works well with you on this doesn't she that's a person that I met at the Stephenville Theater Festival. She uh, is is a pretty well-known artist in Newfoundland, really. Um, so we worked together and, I mean, she was doing some acting and singing in the different performances in that uh, and also piano playing, I think. But then she also had a kind of a one-night show of songs that she picked and the festival band backed her up. And she sang the song uh, Weed Instead of Roses by Ashley Monroe, which is kind of a bit of a cheeky country song about uh, keeping a relationship fresh. All right. Um, And I just thought she, she did such a great job and it was such a playful kind of a song that uh, that's kind of what I had in mind when I wrote darling, you look great. And I had her in mind to sing it with me and luckily uh, we were able to make it happen. So she, she recorded that actually from Nashville. 
Well, that's a good example of the way you weave your humor into your music. I mean, you name check Brad Pitt in this song <laughs> and and you like to tell the stories, which is a, is a very typical traditional country way of of playing the music, you know, to tell stories uh, within it, whether it's, you know, your wife leaving you or your dog dying or whatever. Tell us a little bit about the songwriting process. I mean, this is your debut album. Over what period of time did you collect the 12 songs that ended up on the final recording? I would say that this was a pretty big uh, time period, really, probably over six years, maybe some of it. Some of the some of the songs are pretty, uh, pretty recent. And I mean, some of them like a, a great example would be Your Wife Said You Were Gone. When I started writing that, it was a completely different kind of a kind of a feel. It was, it was kind of like a, an indie folk type of a thing, more so than a country feel. But then I just uh, was playing around with it on the mandolin one day. And I said, oh, this is even though there's no mandolin on the recording. But I said, oh, this is this is where this needs to go. With the album itself, you know, when you when you work on the lyrics for this, I mean, the, the humor is really important to you. How do you tend to weave it in? I mean, does it just come when you start to think about a lyric? Um, yeah, some of the songs can be based almost around a, a punchline, and sometimes, uh, you know, I, with the case, darling, you look great when I don't have my glasses on. Which again, it's not it's not saying she looks bad with the glasses uh, with the glasses on, but um, yeah, so it kind of just comes sometimes as a joke like that, or sometimes taking an existing kind of theme and then maybe maybe playing with people's expectations on that it's kind of something that i that i like to to bring to music and as a performer i find that really rewarding to watch um to watch who's really paying attention to the lyrics because sometimes the jokes are a bit uh, a bit more subtle and catch people off guard which uh, which again is entertaining for me while while performing so if i was going to ask you your influences for the type of music you're making now who would you who would you bring up um, well, one person I always kind of quote is Corb Lund, and he he sort of does that with with some of the lyrics. Uh, there's some some kind of subtle jokes in in his songs sometimes. Lots of subtle and, jokes, um, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so that's that's something, and also the sound with the with the upright bass and that kind of thing is something I'm really drawn to. Uh, Little Miss Higgins is another artist that I really like, kind of with that that same type of type of humor. And the United Steelworkers of Montreal, who's no longer a band, but um, but that was that was a big uh, kind of uh, catalyst, I guess you could say, into getting into this type of music as well. I saw them in in Stephenville while I was in college, and uh, yeah, kind of kind of opened up a few doors. And really, that was the first time that I had seen an upright bass in real life, and I think I was nineteen years old. So. Well, yeah. it, and it, the, the sound really gets built around it, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's not just keeping the beat there. It's driving everything along. I mean, it's like the engine. Exactly. That's Yeah, I, that's a good way of putting it. I haven't heard that uh, worded that way, but I like it a lot. But yeah, it's, that's, that's one of the things for me is uh, just music. Even like I was saying, rap music, like that's one of the, one of the things too, um, listening to kind of the jazz rap people with the upright bass samples and that kind of thing that... Uh, yeah, just a lot of music with the upright bass I really, really enjoy. I want to go back to the album and play another track. I thought we'd play Carrie Ann, which is, you know, really upbeat. And it's a classic example of a song that drives along. Tell us a little bit about writing this one. 
Yeah, so this one, very interesting story. So I put out a poll one time of uh, some lyrics to see who could guess them. And then the winner, I said, well, I can draw you a picture of a pterodactyl, which is a little uh, little bit weird, I'll admit. Um, or I'll write a song with your name in it. So uh, Carrie Ann was the, was the person who won, and I wrote a song with that name. And it's, so it's, it's not about her, but it's, uh, you know, using that name. I found that it was just a good, uh, seemed like a good uh, country name as well. Well, no, I was going to say it's it's actually kind of probably good that, you know, people's names are included in songs, but not necessarily they're actually in it because, you know, some of the <laughs> songs on this album, you know, do vary between, I think there's some infidelity in there and I think there was a suggestion of murder at one time and, you know, <laughs> definitely some bad romance as well as good romance in some of these songs. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's listen to that song just now. This is old Billy Bob Boy with Carrie Ann from his wonderful debut album, Sweltering Sun. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, won't you be my girl? Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, you're my entire world. Casting out my line in hopes that you will take a bite. Oh, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, won't you be mine tonight? Saw you at the garden party in the middle of the grass Dancing barefoot with your girlfriends Drinking liquor from a flask Stop to take a breather You grabbed everyone in sight To come and join the party as the day became the night With flies enough to eat you And the June bugs in the air You were trying not to giggle But I liked it to be fair Whispered to your friend no doubt about my manly charm Came to me and said You got a spider on your arm Oh, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann my girl, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, you're my entire world. Casting out my line in hopes that you will take a bite. Oh, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, won't you be my tonight? I was playing in the band and you were toying with my heart What I thought was Cupid's arrow was a misguided long dart Blacked out for a second when my vision became clear You said my aim is not the best, but I brought you a beer Stumbled off into the night, which ended pretty quick I was feeling awful dizzy and I felt a little sick Made it to your cabin where I passed out in the tub Woke up, you were next to me, I knew that it was love Oh, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, won't you be my girl Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, you're my entire world Casting out my line in hopes that you will take a bite Oh, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, won't you be my tonight Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, won't you be my girl Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann, you're my entire world Casting out my line in hopes that you will take a bite Oh, Carrie Ann, oh Carrie Ann that's old Billy Bob Boy with Carrie Ann from his new album. It's entitled Sweltering Sun. Old Billy Bob Boy is Bill Sims, who you probably know as a wonderful stand-up bass player. He's played for lots of great people. Uh, Abigail LaPelle. Piper Hayes, Sean William Clark, to name just a few. Bill's our special guest on the show today. Let's talk about making the album, because you were in Toronto. You're now, I think, back in Newfoundland. Was the album made in Toronto? 
So I was actually living in Hamilton at the time that I recorded this album and uh, yeah, within walking distance of the studio. Um, that's not why I chose it, but um, yeah. So years ago I was at the Evolve Music Festival in, uh, it was in Antigonish, Nova Scotia at the time. I think they've moved the location since, but, uh, and saw a singer songwriter, Ben Summer, uh, who's, who's just a fantastic songwriter and um, you know, great, great kind of uh, musician that I've kept up with. And through that, I noticed that, that he had opened a studio while I was still living in Newfoundland. So then when I moved to Hamilton, I, uh, I got in touch with him and just wanted to go down and check out the, the studio. And he said, Oh, are you looking to record some music? I said, no, I'm just, just being nosy. But then uh, when I was ready to record, yeah, I went down and uh, they've got a gorgeous space there, boxcar sound recording near uh, Gage Park in Hamilton. Such a nice big room and some nice uh, instruments and that kind of thing. And we recorded there, um, I guess, a couple of weeks um, and that. And I had some great musicians join me there. Jillian Nicola, who's uh, just a, a favorite artist of mine, uh, sang on a couple of tracks. Alex Lank, who I've been who's been playing drums with me for uh, years and years. He's a great drummer and played on the album, a couple of the barrel boys. So Nathan Smith played fiddle on the album and just came in and just absolutely did such an amazing job. And I didn't really know him very well before this project, but uh, yeah, he really came in and uh, yeah, it was scary. Good. I thought, um, and then also Tim O'Reilly that sing or that plays bass in the Barrel Boys sang on uh, a couple of the tracks, and Mallory of course uh, recorded some vocals from Nashville, so that worked out really well. Well, it's got a wonderful tight sound to it, and, and you know at the same, I mean, it really does. You know, it truly feels like a, a wonderful trad country bluegrass album. You must be pretty pleased with the way it turned out. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of work, and especially kind of a a first album too. It's uh it's a long time in the making kind of thing, but uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone is proud. That's a part of it. We're going to talk about the release of the album shortly, but I do want to squeeze in another song before we get there. We're going to play bathroom floor, which is a, it's an interesting song because there's, well, it's an intriguing title that why anyone would write a song about a bathroom floor, but it's obviously about the people on the bathroom floor and their relationship. Um, yeah. You know, the, it. I'm pleased that you put the lyrics on the, the website. If you go to oldbillybobboy.com, you can uh, not only learn about Bill and his music, but you can also check the lyrics. But one of the things I, you know, when you, it's good to read the lyrics, especially when you're listening to the album, to release realize that you know not just the storytelling but the complexity in there this is one that i i really had planned to change the title of but i just i just didn't think anything suited it quite as well but um so again this song a lot of my my songs contain humor and that kind of thing and sometimes it's subtle you know i might sing a a sad sounding song with some uh funny lyrics but this one is actually just a, a serious uh song about a relationship and um yeah it just kind of uh i don't know i think carries some of that realness of uh of uh maybe a, a conversation between between two people on a bathroom floor you know it's one again kind of people people question when they hear the title but then when they hear the song uh, i think they 
they realize it's a little more deep than than they might have thought. Oh, well, that definitely comes through. And and the way you change the lyrics as you go, and when people listen to the song in a few moments, you know that, you know you you know, talk about lying there on the bathroom floor at the you know with the the first chorus but then when you get to get down to the end you know it gets mm -hmm. a little bit more in depth and it really brings the relationship home so i wanted to congratulate you on that it's also a different sounding song and you know one of the things i love about this album is the fact that there is a lot of breadth you know it's not just okay here's another song that sounded a bit like the song i just played before i mean you really have gone out of your way to try and show the full breadth of what you do i mean that must be pretty important to you isn't it I think it's kind of a a different perspective of me trying to rein it in and keep, <laughs> keep things as similar as possible. But uh, uh, yeah, because again, one of the one of the things about me, I guess, is that I love all kinds of different music. As I said, country, rap. I've I've played in metal bands. I've you know studied jazz music, and I really love that kind of music too. So I find sometimes it's a challenge to write in one genre i think it's kind of coming together a little bit more the more i i work on this project too but um yeah so it's i i did try really hard to to get a cohesive sound but i do agree that there's a lot of kind of variety even within that i think one of the things that helped me out is just the uh the instrumentation on the album kind of giving it that that kind of cohesive thread throughout I, I was going to hold this question till later, but I'm going to ask it now because you you keep talking about rap, and I <laughs> I keep wondering. Well, do you, do you, does Bill rap? I mean, you know, uh, I that... do. Yeah. So um, I actually did record an album when I was in college. It's not a not an official release or anything, but it's floating around. There's a couple of uh, original rap songs in there, um, and then also I've played a, a, a lot in cover bands so doing some uh some rap music through that and i just find it's very uh i don't, I don't know it's just something that i something that i like and something that i uh feel i can do a decent job with <laughs> i i just wonder whether you know on your next album whether there might be a you know trad country bluegrass song with a rap thrown in the middle I, I kind of doubt it, really, in that <laughs> context, but uh, you never know. Maybe I will release uh, some rap music again. Yeah. We'll talk about the, the live show in a, in a few moments, but let's play this song just now. This is Old Billy Bob Boy with Bathroom Floor from his wonderful new album, Sweltering Sun. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. If I told you once, babe, I told you time and time again Perhaps it slipped your mind Perhaps we've both had too much gin I went along, I played that role And you believed it all too well I left town I just became Another brick that fell I didn't mean To break Your heart But it wasn't In the best shape 
from the start You and I, I think we found what we were looking for Lying there on the bathroom floor Tell me, darling, were you I was gonna change my mind Were you thinking that I'd come around If you gave it some time I believed you didn't love me But I didn't see it then Yeah, when you looked at me I couldn't see Mind imagining And I didn't mean to break your heart But it wasn't in the best shape from the start You and I, I think we found what we were looking for Lying there on the bathroom floor I haven't been around there in a while And I'll admit I miss the vision of your smile You said that you were okay But it was eating at your soul How was I to know? I didn't mean to break your heart But it wasn't in the best shape from the start You and I, I think we found what we were looking for On the bathroom floor. That's old Billy Bob Boy with Bathroom Floor from his new album, Sweltering Sun. It's his debut album. Old Billy Bob Boy is Bill Sims, a wonderful stand-up bass player. He's played with a lot of other people, and I know I've seen him at the Folk Music Ontario conference every year with several different combos because... You know, not everybody's going to turn up with a stand-up bass player for a conference, so it's always good to have someone that can hop up on stage and join them. Old Billy Bob Boy is our special guest on the show, Bill Sims. Bill, I wanted to ask you about the the live show. 
this is the first question I need to ask. When you're playing live, I, I presume you you play guitar most of the time when you're playing live in in your own band. It kind of depends. Um, so I played guitar and bass on the album. If I'm playing solo, then I usually play guitar. And then if I'm playing with the band, I'll I'll often play bass. It kind of depends to who's available. So yeah, if there's uh, if there's a, a guitar player that I trust, which is kind of funny because I obviously there's a lot of guitar players in this world, but um, just finding somebody that that's just a solid kind of person to lay it down, I think is uh, is sometimes harder than it seems. But um, yeah, so usually solo, I play guitar and in a band bass. So if you were on stage, you know, if you were playing with like a four or five piece band, you would probably be front and center with your bass with most of yeah, the time. For sure. Yeah. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about, the engine of the show. It's actually kind of cool to have, you know, the, the bass player getting to, you know, I mean, you, you get shows where the bass player gets to sing a song and things like that, but uh, it's kind of cool to actually have a bass player, you know, running the band. Yeah, it's a little uh, it's a little different, and really, it can be a little challenging, kind of, uh, especially like the relationship between the bass and the drums. I I feel like I just kind of need to to trust that person a little more, so that I can do my thing to the audience, and they'll be with me. Whereas usually, if I'm playing it as, as a side person, there's a, a little more uh, maybe intimate of a contact between between us. Yeah. So you you released the album at the end of May. Uh, now, unfortunately, right. we are, as everybody I'm sure listening to this show knows, we're still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, which meant mm-hmm. that you couldn't, I think you were, were you going to be at the Dakota Tavern in Toronto, I think? Or the Transac, was it Transac? Um, there, yeah, the Transac was the, uh, was the scheduled release show. And then I had... Uh, Really, I had a, a pretty solid tour booked out as far as Alberta, and then we were going to continue to to BC, but that's not happening anymore. So, uh, yeah, just based out of beautiful Bond Bay, Newfoundland now. So how did the release show go? Because that was on Facebook, and I think Sarah Beattie opened for you? Yeah, so she was, uh, she was supposed to open um, for the in-person show. And then I thought, you know what, maybe it'll be cool to have have an opener for the online show as well. And I think that that worked out really well. And I just I, I love Sarah's music. And she was uh, one of the first people that I met when I came to Ontario. So um, so that was great through uh, through a mutual friend, Matthew Hornell, who's another just amazing artist out of Newfoundland. But yeah, so she opened and uh, yeah, I felt I felt like it went well. Um, one of the benefits of having it online is there was a lot of uh, a lot of friends and family were able to tune in from from all over Canada, really. And um, and yeah, it's just it, it seemed to work out well. People were engaged in the comments and uh, yeah, it was a nice experience. Yeah, well, that's good. So you, you mentioned you had a tour set up, obviously, once we get to the end of whatever this turns out being, um, you'll get a chance to to get out on the road again. Though when you were probably going out on tour, e- even prior to the pandemic, was that going to be mostly solo? Yes, mostly solo. A couple, couple duo shows and uh, really just the, just the release show was going to be the full band, which I was really looking forward to. Um, because yeah, we I mean we multi-tracked the the record, so I 
not everyone has been in the room before together. So uh, that's too bad. One day we'll we'll make it happen. No, well, I certainly will look forward to that. I just wonder what happens now. You basically you're in you said beautiful Bombay in in Newfoundland. Tell us a little bit about Bombay. Yeah, so Bombay, and that's B-O-N-N-E, if you're wondering. Um, so it's on the on the west coast of Newfoundland and uh, pretty close to Grossmore National Park. And yeah, it's a, a gorgeous, gorgeous pond here, pretty close to the, the property where I am. And um, yeah, I just got some, some dirt roads with some ATVs ripping by. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful and um, happy, happy to be here, really, because it would, it would have been a while before I got home to Newfoundland had things not changed. So you, you'll probably be in Newfoundland for the the next year or so is that kind of the plan and yeah kind of just playing it by ear a little bit now and um yeah just just gonna gonna see what happens I imagine that I'll be here probably for a year and maybe try and uh try and resume the tour maybe next summer kind of thing um maybe I'll be able to play a little bit around the island hopefully but uh we'll see you know I want to don't want to jump the gun on anything and uh, want to make uh, make good decisions, I think. And I guess that the festival scene would probably be quite appealing for the, the type of act that you have now. Yeah, there was, uh, I mean, I was, it's funny because this is actually my second tour that hasn't happened now. So I have, have never toured solo before. Um, so I had one tour booked out to, from Toronto to um, Newfoundland and my car broke down and uh, that one didn't happen. And then, um, and then now uh, this, this one didn't happen, but um, yeah, I had a couple of festivals booked and then lots of breweries and that type of thing. All right. It's been great to talk to you today. Are you already working on new songs for future album? Um, yeah. The, like not actively we'll say, but there's definitely uh in a way i can't stop writing so uh yeah definitely got a got a few that i'm that i'm working on these days well we'll definitely be looking forward to checking you out when you do get to play live if you want to learn more about old billy bob boy you can go to his website at oldbillybobboy.com and you can learn all about him and again you know if you're listening to the album it's a great album i definitely encourage you to get it also check out the lyrics as well because it's uh definitely a uh, a fun read for for those. We're going to finish with Canadian Currency Blues. Tell us a little bit about this song. So that's kind of an interesting one in that I wrote it when I was moving from Newfoundland to Ontario, which is about five years or so ago now. So yeah, I was just kind of saving up my money and selling off some of my stuff to to drive up and live in the big city. And then when, you know, when we re- released the album that I was kind of doing the opposite thing, you know, saving up my money, selling off my things to move back home <laughs> for a while. But, um, yeah, I find that I, I again, love uh, acoustic music and country blues. It's a big thing. My parents are big blues uh, fans. So uh, I wrote that one and then just playing around with the idea of, uh, of Canadian money. No, I love Canadian money. I'm biased. I moved here from Britain. What can I tell you? <laughs> it's been a great pleasure there, to talk you to go. you today. This is old Billy Bob Boy with Canadian Currency Blues from Sweltering Sun. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
And Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I've been working in the cold Everything that I once had I went and sold Try to scrape together a couple of these nickels Make it up to see my pretty girl Well, I've been saving and living Meager, but that's only gone, and it's made me more eager to book my float across the Gulf. Give a brand new way to live in a world. I might be slinging double doubles and staying out of trouble just. So I can pay the rent But as far as I can figure Our hearts will just grow bigger Cause a minute spent with her Is a minute well spent I've been dreaming Of the queen Thinking different ways that I can stack up some green A loony here, a toony there Starts to form a pile that I can see Well, babe, I'll tell you what I'll do With beavers, boats, and caribou Try to make it so we're living comfortably and if you need me, I'll be under that duvet Counting blue-faced laureates We'll be scraping by just as happy as we can be 